Welcome back, everybody, to the Knicks Rewind podcast, and we finally have some things to talk about, so we're excited. I'm Johnny. I'm Owen. And, you know, we're going to start, actually, this podcast by saying, like, a little quick thing and just acknowledge what's happening in the world right now, because, you know, it's pretty sad, and America is probably in its worst place that it's ha- that it has been in a long time, racially, economically, and everything going on. So we just want to acknowledge the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Aubrey, Aubrey, Ahmad, Ahmad Aubrey. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just wanted to say a quick thing. Owen, you want to say a quick thing first? Yeah. I mean, I want to, you know, offer my, I guess, condolences to all the families um, of the people that have been taken because of this pretty blatant racism. And I just want to, commend all the protesters um who are going out there and in some ways like risking their well-being risking their lives um to protest for a good cause because it's it's very violent um risking getting tear gassed and hit um so i just want to say that i I think it's a great movement and it's i really hope it'll drive change and i'm really proud of all these people um and I, yeah, I mean, I really hope that something finally changes yeah. in this country. And you and I are... That's right now. The country's a fucking mess. Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, I wonder why. It's because of, you know, Mr. Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say, you know, like, you and I as two white dudes in pretty privileged yeah. positions, this has actually really opened me up to, you know, I've always been aware of racism. I've never been, like, a racism denier, but this has really opened me up to everything going on and it was a big i think it's a big wake-up call for many people because i i was the type of guy who obviously was anti-racist but it never felt like it came across that way because i was always kind of silent i never really spoke up like at school like when we had meetings about this stuff i always kind of remained silent but this Mm -hmm. time i'm finally kind of speaking out and it feels good and it feels like i'm doing something and helping the cause so hopefully this is like a movement that continues and yeah 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 i mean it's been it's been a hard couple of days. Um, but I think it was important for me to do some self-reflection for sure about kind of like what I can do better, um, and how I can be a good ally, um, and really speak out against this because kind of like you for a while, I just kind of bystanded and felt very uncomfortable talking about race, but you realize that a lot of black people, in the country, like they want to hear your voice. They want you right, to help. Right. Really, it is going to take us rallying and really fighting to change this for it to actually change. Um, because this needs to turn from a minority movement to a majority movement where the majority of the country is really fighting for this and not just African-Americans and a select group of white people. Like it's gotta be everyone. Right. For sure. And we're not going to get into like the whole riots and everything and everything going on. But I do want to say, I was listening to the Sunday's Bill Simmons podcast and him and Ryan Russillo had some great things to say and they had some great quotes in there and they went into like the riots and everything going on. So I strongly recommend you listen to that because I back everything that they said on that show. So I, I probably should, throw this in some some big news just came out um oh i I just got a twitter notification too yeah from so derek chauvin the guy with the knee on the neck got elevated to second degree murder and then there were charges for the other three police officers for aiding and abetting that's very good news yeah that Um, is very 
So a little live news on the show. However, let's get to – we have yeah. some NBA news this morning too. We have some good news. Yeah, We have we, some good have news. Some um, very good So news. we're going to start with this morning a Woj and Shams report came out that – It was just bombs. It man. was bombs. It kept coming back and forth, and I'll actually pull up the tweets up. now um, so I can just read them so I can get the most concise info that there is. But the NBA is coming back, which is actually really NBA exciting. It is back. And it's, thank God we missed it. It's, it would be a brutal summer without it. But here was the tweet that um, you know mentioned it. Each of uh, the 22 teams will play eight regular season games in Orlando for seeding purposes for the playoffs. So it's going to start with eight regular season games. They announced what teams were going to play in it. It's the playoff teams for each conference. And then joining them are... New Orleans, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Washington, which is the only East team. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be play regular playoffs. It's going to be in Orlando. We're going to have eight regular season games that will get guys warmed up, get guys to fight for the playoff so- spots, and there's playing games. So the playing games, if you're f- if the ninth seed is more than four games behind the eighth, the eighth makes the playoffs. Uh, fewer than four games is a play-in tournament. So this is the first time that they're doing something like this, obviously. Are you there excited? Is. Do you think they did a good job? What are your thoughts? Spill it all out. I know I'm excited. I think they did an awesome job, personally, just with making this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was so pessimistic about anything happening. I was, I was like, so I was like, they should just cancel it. They should really just go out. But I'm really happy this news is great, mm-hmm. but keep going. Yeah. I agree. No, and and in baseball, there's a lot of issues over salary and all that, and they're really having a hard time reaching an agreement, and their season hasn't even started yet. And for the NBA to revive their season, you know, and bring it back, and really just have these teams just kind of fight for the championship, I think it's going to be the most interesting playoffs we've seen in a really long time. Yeah, it'll either be that, or the champion will have it'll, an asterisk next to their name, I feel like. I don't think... I don't think the champion should have an asterisk name because, I mean, I think they will just automatically in history. Like, oh, the Lakers won this year with COVID and it was all weird. But, I mean, they shouldn't, in my opinion, because they're still just playing basketball. Right. You know, there have been lockouts before, shortened seasons. Right. Like, I don't I don't generally consider basketball. the 1999 Spurs to have an asterisk next to the name after that lockout, no. or the 2012 Heat to have an asterisk next no to the name. No one does. Yeah, because the Heat were the best team in the NBA right. that year. The Spurs were the best team in the NBA that year. And But I, I also think it's an awesome plan because it gives teams that realistically kind of had a shot at making the playoffs a real chance to really right. break and, you and know, you know, they were going to do anything that they could to have the Pelicans in this in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. And you know, it's not obviously a lock for them, but I think that they're better than Phoenix and Sacramento and potentially Portland. Zion definitely gained like three pounds during quarantine. <laughs> yeah, but, but obviously, like it's going to be exciting to see him in a game. No, that really I mean, I, I'm excited. I mean, Zion, Zion's interesting. I kind of wish. I don't know. A little thought that I have is like he was when he was in high school. He was like. Like super slim, mm-hmm. not like super slim, but he was like pretty slim, and he just had the most insane bounce in the world. And he's low key like lost his bounce a little bit because he's kind of he's gained weight. Of, he's like a bigger, he's a thicker boy a now. He's, yeah, um, but I think we'll see what happens with the Pelicans. I think they have a chance to do. I mean, Zion's really he's really good. <laughs> yeah. I also think the Blazers are an interesting team to watch. I guess I mean Lillard's really good, but. Terrible defensively. Wizards are going to be a really interesting team to watch. 
I don't think so. They might have John Wall. They're not going to have John Wall. Why? He literally had surgery. Said like the other day, he's a hundred percent healthy. I don't. Think, I don't think they. I don't think why they. Not? I don't, obviously I don't know what he's been doing in regards of practicing with the team. Obviously, he hasn't been practicing for the past couple months. I don't think they're even if he's a hundred percent. He hasn't played with them all year. I have a hard time believing they're going to put him in. Um, it's risky just to put him in. You know, with that for that eight games. I think mm-hmm. they're better off without him for those eight games, honestly. I was never a big John Wall guy. And, you know, a torn um, Achilles. Achilles for a player like Wall is pretty brutal. So I don't know how helpful he's going to be. It's a brutal injury in general, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a, another star um, who tore his Achilles, and I don't think he'll ever be the same player. Durant? He's probably just going to end up being an average. Yeah. You think he's going to be an average player? player? You're kidding? <laughs> he's going to come back and be, like, really good and – it's gonna make me upset and yeah because of course he will you know yeah well it's kevin durant but john wall isn't kevin durant's body but anyway let's just i don't want to talk about washington they're boring i want to talk about the knicks real quick the season's over um i didn't expect to make it uh, and and you know they didn't they don't want to see the knicks in this thing because we suck but um the offseason is officially gone for the knicks it's over yeah real quick i have a question about the season mm-hmm. i personally think this is the least interesting, most frustrating, boring Knicks season I have been a part of in the last five years. I don't disagree. No, I mean, the interesting part about this was watching RJ, was watching Frank, and watching Mitch, right? Anything other than that was, anything other than that was just horrible to really watch. And it's not like RJ had a phenomenal year. It's not like Mitch really had a huge breakout year, even though... I think that they should consider it. Did, did, does he pass Wilt's record? I think he should. I think he I should. Mean, he was on pace. My God. The only thing that has kept me going is these Mitch videos. <laughs> the workout videos? He just, no, like not even the impressive thing. Because like sometimes he looks like such an idiot. Like he looks like, you know, the video that went around of like Julian Newman, like dribbling between his legs a million times. Yeah. And then everyone's like, that's Katie and Kyrie next year. Mm-hmm. On everything right so we just had to pause there because owen's doing construction at his place right now and it was pretty loud so we just paused it for a sec and we're gonna we're just gonna continue this little next season reflection kind of thing because we weren't planning on doing this because we weren't totally sure if the season was officially over but now that it's officially over we'll just get into it and then later we're just going to talk about the off season for a minute and specifically point guards and we're going to say like obviously it's ideal this summer to add draft a point guard but if we don't end up getting a point guard in the draft who do we yeah. go after? How much would you give up for a guy like Van Vliet, Chris Paul? We'll get into that in a bit. Um. Anyway, so we were saying before that this was the most boring, like useless season that we've had in a long time. Now, the only fun part really was watching RJ, Mitch, and Frank. But, you know, Julius Randle, Peyton, Dennis Smith Jr., it was really, it felt like dead uh-huh. weight on this team. I guess we can talk about Dolan for a little bit. Um, yeah, that's good because he's a little bit relevant right now. So I'll, I guess I'll open this up. I, there was a report that came out one or two days ago that said Knicks players are, quote, furious that the Knicks haven't made a statement following Floyd's death. And I was pretty loud about this on Twitter um, because it is pretty absurd that we didn't make a statement. Their argument was that they're not more qualified than anybody else on social media to make a statement. And that may be true, but you're also a professional organization with over a million followers on all your social media platforms. I think you 
have to make a statement. What do you, what do you think of yeah. that? I mean, I think you have to make a statement. You also have to make a statement because, I mean, the majority of the team is black. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got a lot of African-American players. I think who's the only guy that's not is Iggy. And we have one of the most diverse front offices in the NBA, which is pretty cool. And I honestly commend Dolan for that. I think before we fired um, Fisdale and fired Steve Mills, um, it was like the only head coach, GM, president of basketball ops trio in basketball history. Right. And I thought that was great. And you have a lot of these like prominent voices and you have a voice to make a statement and really, you know, gain the right. attention. When you're the most expensive franchise in basketball, you have to make a statement. When you have a huge following, when you have so many followers on the social media, I'm going to read just a message from the Jim Dillon email that got leaked to the MSG company. <laughs> we at Madison Square Garden stand by our values of a respectful and peaceful workplace. We always will. I don't understand that line at all because I, well, I understand what they're coming from, but not making a statement about a man being murdered by the police that every other NBA team has or practically other. I don't know about this point. This was like yesterday, but I think 95% of them did. Um, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. It's just everyone else is doing it. And when you're that one team, or one of two teams. I don't know who the other team that hasn't done it yet is. Um, and of course, we're the team that gets a lot of attention for right. it. The only team that was retweeted. Yeah, of course. Um, it's still very frustrating, you know, for me because you have a voice and like, you know, a lot of teams are making statements on it. Like the Jets made statements on it. Um, I mean, that's my other favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. Football Yankees too. have it, I think. I, I saw that they, they have, have it. Yeah. Because we're the Yankees president of basketball or, or their president is best buddies with Trump. I mean, Dolan donated like over a hundred thousand dollars to Trump's campaign. I mean, all these rich white dudes are Trump guys. Yeah, true. Um, but do you, side note, I don't want to get off track. But do you see the the video of Jr. fighting off a rider yes, in L.A. <laughs> beating his ass because he broke his car? That was hilarious. It's pretty funny. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, they, they. I think they're 100% right. And I tweeted this yesterday or two days ago that they're 100% right in being furious. I totally understand. And I would be pretty furious too, especially if I was a black man on the Knicks specifically. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's probably pissed off. I mean, because a lot of the Knicks are talking about it, posting about it. Like a guy like Taj, who's super active in his community, um, comes from like Fort Greene, mm -hmm. uh, is probably like really pissed off. Right. And yesterday, they did do the hashtag Blackout Tuesday on Instagram, I noticed. Um, yeah. So at least they did that. At yeah, least they, they did. I was a little interested. I was like, huh. Yeah, I was like, you're yeah. going to post that, but not make a statement. The intern definitely got an ass beating, whoever posted that. <laughs> the social yeah, media intern. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess you want to get into point guards? Or we can actually, I want to circle back a little bit to how the league is returning. And actually, we can make a couple predictions about... You know, like, who's going to come out. Playoffs. Okay. So, we don't know what the full matchups will be yet because they still have some of those regular season games. Who is going to come out of the East? Are you going to say the Sixers? No. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say the Sixers. Um, here's my pitch for the Sixers. It's, it's so... All right, go ahead. 
You, <laughs> you can't even make it with a straight face. You've got a fully healthy Joel Embiid. You've had a fully healthy Joel Embiid pretty much all year. You've got a fully healthy Ben Simmons. <laughs> He's been healthy all year. He actually was hurt right before. Um, you know, I've been super <laughs> faithful in the Sixers for the longest time. And this was, like, supposed to be their year, but they had a, literally the worst offseason ever. But at the time, it wasn't that bad. At the time, it wasn't that bad, but it was ba- it's bad. It's Elton bad. Brand has not done a good job. No, he hasn't. Um, and that's why we should not go after Elton Brand, but it's, I guess, no, that's not bad. Anyway, uh, okay, my hopeful pick is the Sixers. I actually think there's a chance, though, that could happen. But I'd say my realistic pick is the Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think – Bucks are just so good. They're just so well-oiled. Um, you need Giannis to be off for them to really work. And he kind of struggled last year in a playoff setting where the game – I mean, this is such a cliche, but, like, where the game slows down a little bit, his scoring kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think – that if there's any team that will beat the Bucks, it will be Philly. I think that- if any team beats the Bucks, it'll be Boston. I just think they're far and away better coached than Philly, and I just think that their roster fits much better. Yeah, I think Philly yeah. has more superstar talent, but I think yeah. I think Boston is just a well oiled machine. Nobody on Boston is banging with with Giannis. Yeah, but you, you got – I mean, you just have a bunch of guys like Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. Like, you just have more experienced guys than I feel like you do on – I mean, not experienced because they're actually younger. But I just think that they're coached better. They're just a more well-oiled machine than Philly. Okay. I think they are too. But, uh, like, the Sixers played the Bucks on Christmas Day, and Joel Embiid was locked in. And it was a scare. But Embiid thing. hasn't proven to be locked in the he whole hasn't? playoffs. Like you can't. It, history he shows can't. like he has not been a consistent playoff performer. He hasn't been. No. But <laughs> you're hopeful. There's a I'm lot hopeful. of buts in your argument. <laughs> I'm hopeful. But, I mean, I love the Sixers. So and they're my team now for the rest of the year, essentially, because because of your affiliation with your pops. My affiliation with my pops, and the next season is over. So. Yeah, let's go Philly. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks. I realistically, I think the Bucks are going to come out of the East. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. Uh, uh, East, do you? Who do you think? I think it's got to be LA. West. Sorry, West. It's West. It's going to be LA. What does that mean, though? LA is going to come out of the West. <laughs> Which? Oh shit! Lakers, <laughs> Lakers, Lakers. Yeah, no, the Lakers are okay. coming out. Um, I just don't think that PG and Paul George. Or, what is good with me? PG and Kawhi have played <laughs> enough together this season to actually yeah, fair. I mean, show enough to me that makes me want to pick them. And I think AD and LeBron are just the perfect fit. I have a hard time betting against LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, you know, he missed last year, but before last year, he made the playoff, made the finals how many years in a row? Yeah, a, a lot. It's, I don't remember the exact number, but it was Something a Something that's going to be cool about this that I haven't pointed out is all the games this is good for us mm-hmm. all the games are on the east coast so we can no, watch all of them no 10 30 games yeah that's, that's awesome. actually beautiful i mean i uh, guess it doesn't really matter like we don't have school in the morning in the summer but uh at least just it's just nice to not have to be up that late sometimes yeah but yeah i think that that's actually a good point i haven't thought about that but yeah i think the lakers will come out of the west i think that if they play the Clippers, which I'm sure they will in the Western Conference Finals, they'll win in six. I don't doubt LeBron. I don't. Do you, do you have a sleeper pick in the West? A sleeper pick in the West. 
don't say Houston. Okay. Do you not want to see the Jazz? <laughs> no, I don't think Utah's there yet. I don't think so. I thought they were a little disappointing this year with Conley, and I thought Bogdanovich was going to do a little more than he did. Conley was bad. Bogey was good. This year. He's also out for the year. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would go Houston, I guess, just because James Harden and Westbrook. That's so much It'll be star cool power. If Houston actually won something. Yeah, it would be, but they're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to. I don't. It's rest, weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But. I mean, we were talking about the Pelicans before. They're not going to make. I don't think they'll make the East, the Western Conference Finals, but I think they can win a round. If actually, that's not true because if they're going to be the eighth or seventh seed, then I don't see them winning. But if they, I don't, I don't know exactly what the standings are. But if they get bumped to like a sixth seed and end up playing the third seed, which we don't know who that'll be yet, I could see them potentially yeah. making some noise and winning some games. All right, you want to get into the point guard conversation? Do you wait? Who's who's your? Championship pick. Oh, uh, Lakers. Okay, me too. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk. And how many games? I would say six or seven. I don't think it'll be. I, I think it'll be close. Lakers and six. Okay. Let's talk about point guards for the Knicks because now it's officially the off season, so we have time to really actually think about this and go deep into it. Um, obviously, it's ideal for all of the Knicks fans to, and I know the front office to draft a point guard but if we pass on a point guard and we don't end up getting a guy like ball or hayes or um who am i missing those are the two main guys i want halliburton halliburton um if we don't have getting one of those guys and they go before or we don't like halliburton and he slips further than us and we get like you know anthony edwards or um a guy like that interesting man i don't i I go so back and forth so often um, so if we don't get up getting a point guard, CP3 has been talked about a lot. And since he's been talked about a lot, and we actually haven't talked about him in this show yet, but we're sure that you guys have read things about him. What would you give up for CP3, if anything? Like, would you trade for CP3? Do you think it's a real idea or not? I need a protective first round pick back. Um, I would give up nobody. So just contracts. We because would have to give up more than that, though. Contract. We would have to give up more than that. Well, then I'm not doing anything because I don't like – like, he's 35. He played really well this year. But when is that clock going to really turn? Right, I think he's maybe got two, two, two more years in him, and obviously he's got the massive contract. But at least he is the type of player who ages well. Yeah, I hope so. But a lot of guys have really good years when they get into their 30s and then just fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. He also kind of has mastered like the old man game, though. Like He's always going to be a good passer, and he can still just shoot the shit out of the ball in the mid-range. Like mid-range, like just like he's dribbling just around. It, just, it doesn't bucket. rely on yeah. athleticism. And also just pick crafty. and roll, like those little fadeaways. Yeah, totally. He's gotten so good at that. He doesn't, yeah, he's just, he's, he's Chris. Like he's, he's just Chris Paul. You know, he's a super smart, good player. Um, but guys, when they get to that age, can still just fall off a cliff. Like Conley, for example. Conley was really good last year. And then just fell off a cliff. Right. Because he just got old and he's on a new team and he's on, you know, he has, he's been, he was with Memphis for so long, a new setting. But I trust Chris. I mean, if there's anyone I'd say that that, that's that age and I trust that's not LeBron, it's Chris Paul. So I, I wouldn't hate making the trade. I think he would make us a better team. So I'm reading, I just looked up some Ian Begley trade scenarios what would you? What about Reggie Bullock and Knox for Paul? 
Yeah. Probably. I would I would probably do that. I just I don't really like Kevin Knox. I know you don't. Big, not a big fan. What about Reggie he and loves Frank? His, for he Paul? loves playing with those controllers. He's a big Fortnite guy. <laughs> what about Reggie and Frank? I wouldn't do this personally. No, I wouldn't do it either. Too high on Frank to get rid of him for a thirty five year old guy. I was like, I don't give a shit he's going to go there and just be really good. Frank? Oh, 100%. Like him and Shay. That could be kind of a fun backcourt. The thing is, I see a window where Frank is a good player. I don't see a window where Knox is a good player. He's just never going to be good enough. <laughs> I just don't see. I haven't given up yet. I haven't given up. But I just don't see what he can be. Like his ceiling is like a 20 point per game scorer that like still plays terrible defense and doesn't pass the ball at all. And just doesn't do a lot of whole things well, except for, like, streaky scoring. That's his ceiling. Yeah, I know. Um, but that could, but streaky shooting is a good thing. You know, that's a good player to have. Especially on a team that can create for him. Which right now, we don't. We honestly don't have. No, I think we need better spacing. He's got to shoot the ball better. Um, oh, 100%. But, yeah, spacing is the big thing this offseason. I think you're going to hear that word a lot in articles and podcasts. You're going to hear that word spacing. a lot. Knox would be an asset to have if he could really shoot, but he just hasn't shot the ball that well. Yeah. And I can hear some of your construction, but that's fine. I know you can. <laughs> it's fine. Um, all right, we'll move on to the other interesting option, the other guy who's been thrown around a lot, Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. He'll be a free agent. How much would you give up for him? Nothing. Too you don't want him? Fred Van Vliet. No, just no. It's just giving a lot of money to a guy – a decent player on a really good, well-run team. I feel like it screams Terry Rozier. Yeah, that was loud. My bad. You're good. Um, I feel like it screams Terry Rozier. It does kind of scream Terry Rozier. I think he's a better player than Terry Rozier, but he's also he's a short, not super athletic, and he he's, he, he is in like you said a very well-run system with a great head coach with great players around him. And he's not the main focus on the team. If he comes to the Knicks, he will be one of the main focuses that defenses really match up against. And I'll have really big expectations for a guy that went to Wichita State. And um, and also and not have many Toronto, and not have know, pieces like, around him. Yeah. So I mean I'd give up last year I'd give up We don't know what the cap is gonna look like after this whole after this year and after everything going on. Um but I would give up 13 million i mean he won't take that i think he wants 15 to 20 million but i'd give him 13 maybe 12 three years 40 million three years 45 would be my ceiling three years 45 i don't want to give him more than three years yeah i wouldn't give him more than three years either i mean the ideal is honestly two two plus one team option like two years 40 million two not even 40 million market's gonna be that big though because a lot of people most teams have solid point guards right now yeah. So I don't think many teams are going to go after him like that. Maybe like a smaller market like Orlando. Also, interesting thing to point out, I don't think the draft will be for a while. Yeah, that's going to be a long time away. That's And then the lottery is going to be in August, I saw, or is rumored to be in August. Mm-hmm. So that's a long way away. More speculation for about the yeah. draft and more stuff. Um, it's weird to think that we did our whole uh, draft review, a whole dra- our in-depth draft review what like two months a month and a half ago yeah and the month the draft probably won't be for another three months four months Mm -hmm. yeah but whatever crazy stuff so cp3 would give up but not for too much and we need a pick in return 
Fred Van yeah. Fleet, we both don't love, but I like. I don't love. And then there's some other guys like Jurajic, Chris Dunn, and Galloway. Like, the, it's really not a very spectacular. Bring back LG. Bring back Galloway. I like Galloway, but he's also not a true point guard. He's kind of a shooting guard. No, yeah, he's just a shooter, really. Chris Dunn? I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? What's your, who's your ideal point guard coming into the year? Like, out of the available guys. LaMelo Ball. Okay. Is, does he count as available guy? I mean, we don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Okay, yeah, definitely LaMelo. They would get the sixth pick. Who do you take? If Hayes is on the clock, Hayes. If Hayes is not on the clock, Halliburton. Okay. I think not point guard. Anthony? No, I think Halliburton's better. Um, I I am just I think we need a point guard in this draft, and I think if we come out without a point guard, unless it's Anthony Edwards, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, what about Chris Dunn? Would you give him any money? I don't know. Yeah, that that just screams oh, another Knicks move. That would I've been, I haven't really heard anything about us looking after Chris Dunn, but that just screams another Knicks move of a guy who hasn't really turned out that like we just take a shot yeah, on, who like like a, like a, a Hazonia, a, a high valued rookie. Yeah. Who didn't wasn't that good? Like Hazonia, Noah Vonleh. Right. The list goes. We've on. done this countless times in the past few years. Um, but yeah, I mean, those there's really not. It's other than Van. I think Van Vliet is the best point guard in the and the thing in the free agency in the thing um i i've seen the name thrown out and then we'll wrap it up after this but brandon ingram do you think pelicans give him the max because if not i will give him the amount of anything he oh, wants yes he was like 25 a game this year yeah all right he'll be getting the max um, i'd throw him off though i mean what yeah I'd i mean throw it to him they're off. gonna match it because he's unrestricted i mean he is restricted sorry I'm- Sick, man. but that'd be pretty fun but that's just us dreaming that's not gonna happen they got a lot of big contracts coming their way though soon so i guess might be an interesting situation to monitor that is actually interesting because they're gonna have zion to pay they're gonna have lonzo to pay they'll have uh, jackson hayes they have jj reddick still jackson yeah. hayes i don't know who else but I, th- I think brandon ingram is the second best player on that team behind zion so they don't yeah. let him sort of slip away yeah all right you want to wrap it up Yes, sir. All right. That was good. I'm really happy the NBA is back. Um, Me too. It's exciting. It's going to give us something to look forward to this summer. And we're not going to be bored out of our minds. We can actually do these podcasts and have things to talk about. But, yeah. Shout out to Twitter, at Nick's Rewind Pod. Leaving five stars on Apple Podcasts is super helpful Helpful. for us. And everyone stay safe. Um, Yeah. Keep making your voices heard, I guess. Keep t- speaking out. Yeah, keep talking, yeah. And we will conversation going. see you guys yes. whenever we do the next one of these, which will probably be whenever the next set of Woj tweets comes out, honestly, about everything going on. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye. All right.